Captain Cola. 702 Early Breakfast on 011-883-0702. Looking at those SMSs coming through, someone says, uh, if government wants a 3,500 minimum wage, I presume the pensions will also be increased. Hmm. Well, that's a different conversation altogether. Someone says, Dear G, okay, no, I read that one. Trump and some new European parties represent rebellion against globalization. Mentioned that one as well. Gersh, it's not a pretty picture for the state to share the vision. I also read that. I'm keep on reading the SMSs that I've read already. But anyway, let's uh, jumping straight into um, a, a, an important conversation. And I hope people are listening out there because I know that the Vrpa Golf GTI, what is it? The Golf 7 GTI is a very popular purchase item for people but maybe it's a better idea to invest that money in property instead good morning to you jonathan good morning thank you very much for having me no of course i, I mean is, is that a fair statement on my side i mean we all like the verpa for some reason but uh, i think that there's a better investment better way to spend your money 100 percent. i mean we find it time and time again when uh, you know we're renting out a studio apartment which is your entry level sort of five thousand to six thousand rand rental per month yeah and parked underneath the carport is a 550,000 rand car and you sort of have a look at it and you think, you know, maybe it's just a way of thinking, a new money way of thinking when people see you and you've, uh, you uh, sort of drive up to a meeting in, a, in an expensive car. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's certainly de- definitely a better investment to have a smaller car and perhaps invest in a studio apartment and get some rental return or some capital appreciation. So, yes, I do agree with you. Look, I mean, I'm going to say this from the onset. Um, uh, you know, uh, my wife and I bought a flat many years ago, not in the best area, but the nicest yeah. thing about it is the bond is paying for itself. Because sure. why? We pay the bond and we have uh, people living there. We've had uh, tenants living there since we moved out. And yeah. uh, as I said, it's a it's an investment that basically pays for itself, sure. um, even if it is in not the greatest area. So I can't necessarily sell it for profit now, but while I'm waiting to be able to sell it one day, um, I can collect some rental income. I mean, is that uh, is that generally what you're looking at when you're looking at property? 100%. I mean, if you... The thing with property is even if it hasn't appreciated the way that you would want it, mm. you've only lost if if you actually sell that property. Yeah. Um, so you're always getting rental income from it. Mm-hmm. Um, and look, you know, in this market at the moment, I'm very positive about this year. Mm-hmm. You know, I... I, I I would envisage an eight percent appreciation on property this year. Wow! And yeah, and and as long as you're buying in the right areas, yeah, as yeah, long as you're buying in the right areas, and as as long as you're buying in the correct developments in those areas, because you'll mm. be so surprised. Um, you can say, for example, I've bought a one bedroom, one bathroom in the northern suburbs of Johannesburg, like a four ways or a Lone Hill or mm, a Paulsdorf. Mm. Um, so you assume that it's a good area, but you'll be yeah, but you'll be surprised. Two different developments in one road can yield a completely different rental return and a completely different appreciation. You can literally have a development on the left-hand side, which yeah. is renting out very, very well, and you've got a, a queue of tenants waiting to rent the property, and then you've got a property over the road, which is not. Amen. So you have to have a look at, uh, you know, there's a whole host of factors. For example, how new the development is. People oh. always always like renting renting a new property. So I think that's why people are always keen on buying off-plan residential properties because they, you know, they're living in that property mm. f- for the first time. And you've obviously got that incentive to buy an off-plan property because it doesn't have your transfer duty, uh, no 
bond initiation costs, attorney fees, etc., etc. So no, definitely. Look, in the interim, I'm going to ask people if they have any questions or any comments to make to call in. Keep it short and sharp. 011 883 0702. SMS on 31702. Hashtag early breakfast for those of you that are on uh, Twitter as well as on Facebook. You can pose your questions there and then we, uh, you know, take it there. It's a very important conversation. So I hope that you, some of you do come through on this one. Now, let's talk about uh, finding the right tenant. Now, I've, we have made this mistake for a period of six months. We had people that basically destroyed the flat. Destroyed it. Sure. Don't know what these people were doing in that flat, but my goodness. Um, yeah. How do you then go about finding the right people? Okay. I think it's very important to um, use a professional company. Mm. But not only that, I think it's very important that the professional company has an independent credit department within within their company. Because mm. obviously agents are based on a commission basis. Yeah, so, yeah. so you don't want the person who is based on a commission basis wanting to do the deal and wanting to get paid, placing the first tenant that comes along. Mm-hmm. That, that screening process needs to be sent specifically to the credit department once it's there they obviously have to do all of the necessary itc credit checks and they need to be doing the same checks as the banks do so the gross income of that tenant Mm. uh, the actual rental repayment needs to be a third of the gross income of that person so basically if that person is qualifying for a bond it's exactly the same calculation that gets done um so yeah, don't place the first tenant that comes along. Do your homework. Meet the tenant. See if the tenant, you know, see what type of job that tenant has, and that makes a huge difference. Um, no, for sure, and and that's the important thing. I mean, you don't want. Uh uh, a tenant that says that uh, what do you do for a living in there? Ah, no, I got a business. So what what business are you into? And and they're not able to give you a straightforward answer in three words. And, we 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 you know, you're get fighting that, pe- with people for rent income. Yeah, we we actually get that all the time. Yeah, so, you know, so the person will own their own business, mm-hmm. um, and the and you'll say, what do they do? Oh, you know, we in import and export. <laughs> Um, and you know, I would, I would. That's not saying that you can't rent a property to an entrepreneur that has their own business. Yeah. But I would feel more comfortable if you know that person is working for a financial institution or a bank, and you can see their salary slips for a number of years, and you can see a little bit of repetition that they're earning the same amount each month. Yeah, exactly. That there is some stability there. That uh, you're not going to get. Um, you know, uh, rent this month and then for another three months you have to wait and then hope to catch up again. Um, uh, an SMS has come through. Um, what about the transfer fees and uh, never-ending levies and rates? Uh, is the rent going to uh, cover that? This is what Anisa wants to know from Emma Lahlani. That's a very good question because it's something that bothers me at the moment. As I said, the bond is being covered, but the levies and, you know, the other additional costs, uh, unfortunately, that you have to pay for out of your pocket. Yes. Yeah, well, uh, firstly for the... In my instance, at least. Sorry. Yes, yeah, yeah. So that's definitely a thing that you need to that's one of the most important things when you're purchasing an investment property yeah you have to have a look at the financials of the body corporate the first thing is to make sure that the financials of the body corporate are in good standing Mm -hmm. Uh, for example so if you don't buy the property and then you have a look at the levy and let's say the levy is a thousand rand a month for a one-bedroom apartment Mm. that three months down the line they're going to have a a special levy for painting and maintenance uh, at seven thousand five hundred rand a month and you're not going to be able to afford that property um, mm. I really do think that um, sticking around that sort of 750,000 Rand mark which mm. is transfer duty free for your first time investment or first time homeowner is a great price margin you know so 750 no, and below no transfer okay. and and below is no transfer um, and yeah you know when, whether you're purchasing that one bedroom one bathroom mm. um, it, it's an easy 
it's an easy property that you can rent out. It's an easy property that you can resell. And it's probably your largest market, um, your, your largest quality mm, market, mm. you know, because it's your first time home. And whether you're an attorney doing your articles, whether you're a student, whether you're a first time homeowner, it's probably your, lo- your largest quality market, I would say. No, fair enough. And I think it's an important point that you're raising there as well. Um, I just wanted to know that 750, non, no transfer fee, it applies for your second, third, fourth property? or yes. does, Okay, great. Yeah. That's wonderful. So yes. uh, for all those uh, uh, up-and-coming property tycoons, hopefully you don't <laughs> turn into Donald Trump. That's the only <laughs> one that I mentioned. Location, location, location. That's what all people always talk about. Brilliant stuff. But uh, the, the, the diff- And you mentioned it just now that uh, you can have... Uh, two sets of apartments literally in the same road um, and there's obviously different prices that are uh, applicable and there's different um, uh, amounts of rent that you can expect to collect etc but also um, I know that's an important factor but a lot of the time what you find is if you have that perfect location then uh, simultaneously you also have the difficulty of having a heck of a lot of money to spend in terms of what the cost of the apartment is, et cetera, et cetera. So what about young people listening to the show right now saying that, you know what, I'd rather go with a Golf 7 GTI Verpa uh, because guess what? Um, it's really expensive to invest in this thing called property. I, I can't afford it. The bank keeps on telling me no. Yeah, I think it's a balance between um, possibly not buying the newest property that you see, even though you're buying off plan and there's a lot to save in terms mm-hmm. of transfer duty and you're also generally buying off plan so you're taking occupation only in a year's time you are paying brand new building costs which mm-hmm. are very expensive so i think it's a, but then for example in the same road you could have a complex which is 10 to 15 years old which mm-hmm. is no longer with the time so if, for example it might be a theme that has a French provincial theme or a Tuscan theme mm. uh, but people are after more of a contemporary theme now um, so I think it's a balance between having a look and doing your homework between what is value f- for money uh, you know just because mm, it's mm. new doesn't mean um, that it's better um, and you need to have a look at your yield it's all about your rental mm. return if you're buying it for uh, for investment p- purposes you need to have a look at what price am I buying it for mm. what is the rental return a percentage taking into uh, consideration all of the costs so your levy your rates and taxes mm. um, and also the capital appreciation because with residential property it's about capital appreciation it's about rental return just explain that quickly just uh, briefly what is this uh, because I saw that it's uh, in essence the next issue that I wanted to cover what is capital appreciation because and the reason why I'm asking that question is because obviously we have all these technical terms um, that sort of also scare people off then then they're like what's this capital appreciation stuff it sounds like something out of a business show I'm not interested you know Okay, so capital appreciation is the amount that the property's purchase price appreciates per year. Okay. Um, so, and yeah, you know, this is, it's very difficult to, to work out exactly what the capital appreciation will be on a yearly basis, but you can do your homework and you can find out, for example, what the property was purchased for. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you can do a deed search and you can get any agency to actually do a deed search for you. Okay. Which, which will show you, uh, you know, that that property, for example, was purchased in 2013 uh-huh. and it was purchased for 650000 the oh. owner, Now the owner in 2017 is asking for 850000 and and you have a look at that and you also see the other properties that have sold in that complex and in the area f- with the same square meterage and you compare, is 850 what these one bedrooms, for example, yeah. have been selling for? And then you can work out the appreciation. You can say, okay, well, this looks like an 8% escalation per year. Mm. Um, 
and then you can work out what the appreciation is. You know? So I'm giving you an opportunity for a quick punt there. So you guys sure. are able to provide those services or this assistance in that in that ballpark area? Yes, I mean, Lansdowne specialize in investment property. So we will source a property for you. Um, we will... Uh, give you an evaluation of what the property costs now, how much it will appreciate on a yearly basis. We will also give you your net rental income. So that's the amount that we could place a tenant there for, less the levies, less the rates and rates and taxes, which will give you a net rental yield. And we can basically work out very accurately. I, I mean, we've had the mm. business for over 10 years, very accurately over that period where, where it will go. Brilliant stuff. And the website? www.lansdown.co.za Better give me your card before I you will. leave. I will. <laughs> anyway, uh, just a quick one here. There's something that came through, an SMS that came through. Um, I think we'll leave it at that for now, Gershwell. The problem with ten, uh, tenants uh, or tenancy is the hidden costs uh, that is not covered by the rental. Example, repairs, damage escalating levies and ownership costs uh, unless the rental is stopped and uh, you are on a hiding to nothing and this is what Faisal has to say look I, I do experience that because I'm ta- I am taking a bit of a knock because of levies because of as I said previous tenants and I had to do repairs etc etc I mean how does that then translate how do you cover that up in, in a minute look I think that the most important thing is the deposit that you're holding for the tenant which is obviously needs to be mm. held in trust in an interest bearing account f- uh, for that tenant mm. that deposit is there to 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 sort of to actually cover all of the upkeep of that. So when that tenant moves out, yeah. you obviously doing a check-in inspection form, which you sign with the tenant to say, you know, th- th- you know, the property is in perfect working order. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, from then, you know, look, wear and tear items like settlement cracks and things like that mm. is obviously for the owner, you know, but mm. everything else should be covered by that deposit at the end of the day. Sure. So, so if the light bulb goes, it's you and Daba as the tenant. If uh, the, those cracks that you mentioned, if the paint starts peeling, it's your issue as the owner. 100%. Uh, and uh, But the point is, is that those costs that you have to invest in that way, you have to fix this and that and that and do this and that uh, every now and again, uh, it's worth it at the end of the day. I mean, if yeah. you go back a couple of years later or, you know, uh, 10 years, 15 years later and you sell the thing or you've paid off your bond and you're just sitting nicely and in, uh, collecting a rental income, you p- take a portion of that money, you set it aside for those, um, you know, unexpected costs. Guess what? You're sitting pretty afterwards. Listen, mate, I really appreciate this. Thanks for having me. All the me. best. Thank you. As I said, I need your card after this. Awesome. Um, as I said, that was uh, Jonathan Kohler. He is the CEO of Lansdowne Investment Property. It is 29 minutes past five o'clock.